The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Herbie's Cooking Corner for February 14th, 2023. Yes, probably very important that I actually do remember this particular date given that it is uh, Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, everyone. And uh, happy Valentine's Day to uh, my uh, wonderful co-facilitator, Twinkling Tori. How are you, Tori? Hello, Herbie. I'm doing okay. And same to you. And hello, everybody. All right. So we got a fabulous crew taking care of you all, as always, as uh, we're covered in Zoom and Clubhouse. So how this is going to work is... Um, when, uh, for now, when we take questions, I strictly want uh, things that are uh, related to uh, what I've done so far. If you have any questions or need any clarification or whatever, we will talk about alternatives. And there's plenty of other ways to make beef stew and all that. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. So just, um, you know, we'll talk about all that later on. So yes, as you heard me mention that we're going to be making beef stew and I do want to address a question that we got beforehand yesterday that uh, was asked, do we, when the, do you need to prepare any of this stuff ahead of time? And I just want to remind everybody when I give the recipes, I do try to be specific as possible if you need to do something ahead of time. But the idea in this call is for me to show you in real time how to do these things. So most things you are not going to need to worry about uh, doing ahead of time. <laughs> if that ever, and if that ever changes, we will let you know. Exactly. So, could not get to my mutant time there. It's trying. Um, Bless you. Thank you. That was a bit belated, but. Uh, <laughs> well, better late okay. than never. Very yes. So, first of all, um, and sadly, she was uh, muted, so I, I don't know if she heard me on the thing, and I don't know if she's listening now, but I will make sure that... Uh, I, I did mention this to her, though, ahead of time, is that she is the inspiration, largely, for this particular idea for the cooking call today, and that is ACB's very own Colby Garrison. Yes, a uh, very important uh, piece of uh, our community as... Um, she puts things together, but uh, you may remember her from as a guest appearance on the, the call last year where um, we got inspired by her uh, cooking. And um, now where this differs from uh, Colby is, you know, originally I think uh, her, her recipe was supposed to be for uh, rabbit stew and uh, we're, we're not going to do that here. We're, we're going to actually do beef. But, and she did switch to beef, just for the record, but, uh, and I need to get her call uploaded. And by the way, I've actually set a new record. I've gotten three calls uploaded to YouTube this past week. So, um, um, anyway, so let's get things started. And the first thing that we're going to do is talk about the stew meat. And this is something that I learned about from Colby, though it did not, did not surprise me to know that uh, such a thing existed. 
because it is kind of uh, obvious, especially for this day and age. And that is stew meat. So I actually played around with this the other week for a stroganoff recipe and it worked so well that uh, we decided that uh, we'd use it when we wanted uh, recipes that called for chopped beef. Now this is not the same as ground beef, aside from the fact that uh, it's uh, not been on the ground. It is actual cubes, so um, uh, not uh, That's like... That's not what they mean by ground beef. Oh, oh, it isn't? Nope. Oh, 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 well, you learn something new every day, don't you? Yep, and the vegan's going to teach you about the meat. That's smart. Yep. You know, guys, I, I always knew this was a warped call, and uh, I'm learning more about meat now from a vegan. Than, uh, anyway. It's also funny that the vegan knew about the stewed meat when you didn't. The stew meat. Yes. Yeah. yeah so. Well, I was just in the old habits, like cutting and... Things like that, and we will have yeah. to do a lot of that for today's recipe. I'm all about shortcuts when possible, so. Yes, sir, shortcuts do come in handy, and we will be doing some shortcuts on today's call. So what we're going to need is um, to get our uh, pot out. And uh, what we're going to do is cook our beef on the, uh, cook it on all sides until it is seared. And uh, this basically means you, you want it fully cooked all the way through. And um, in the meantime, while that's happening, we'll start to get the rest of the thing's recipe. And um, so let's start with the pot. I am using a heavy duty pot for this. This is actually what the recipe calls for anyway, but I even like to use it for recipes that don't call for a heavy duty pot that just call for a skillet because it makes it a lot easier not to spill things over the side of the skillet when you're stirring. So I really do like my heavy bottom pots. The recipe calls for vegetable oil and olive oil. I think just olive oil will be more than uh, sufficient. So I'm putting in enough olive oil that the meat will cook. Yeah, I really don't know why it calls for both. You really don't need both, just one or the other. No. But hey, that's what happens when you just get stuff off of the internet. And by the way, so one of the common questions is, where do I get my recipes? This one, I just did a search for beef stew and I nitpicked because there were several and there's several that call for wine and all this other stuff. And uh, I don't, I've never really cooked with alcohol, so. I don't know why I should start now. Um, let's get out our stewed meat. So it's very easy to identify. This calls for the full two, the two pounds of stewed meat. So in Walmart, it's referred to as the family pack. And um, I can just feel it comes in your regular meat container with the, um, uh, you know, the styrofoam tray and the plastic wrap lid and all that and you can feel right through the packaging that the beef is chopped up so it's very easy to identify i'm going to use my fingers to kind of uh, peel back the plastic wrap and then 
we're going to hold the uh, tray over the pot and start pouring in everything. The one thing you have to be careful of with this is the uh, plastic wrap that the beef uh, sits on. So I'm just holding that in place with my finger. And now that's in the pot, I'm going to throw this away and I'm going to just move the meat around the pot here with my finger or you can use a spoon but I want to make sure it's nicely coated with the olive oil so it's going to have an easier time cooking. And now we're going to turn the stove on. I, I think medium-high will be sufficient for this. I may even turn it down to medium once it gets started because I want to make sure I have enough time to deal with the rest of my veggies. So. Let's see here. Now that uh, that started, we need the few minutes for the stove to cook, to heat, not cook, to heat up. So next up, we're, yep, we're going to cook the stove. So, um, oh, did we have, uh, okay, I think, Desi, were you trying to say something? Oh, um, we do have one possible raised hand, and uh, that would be... Uh, Cheryl. All right, Cheryl, let's get to your question quickly before we move on to the next uh, part of this recipe. You should be able to unmute, Cheryl. Okay, Sh Cheryl, you should be able to unmute now for sure. If you did have a question, I, I'm going by the fact that your hand was down in the raised hand, and so. Yep. All right, then. <laughs> Very well. All right. Do we have any questions over on the Zoom side? Hearing none, let's continue on them. So... What we're going to need now is onions, carrots, and celery. I was able to take a shortcut with the onions and get them already minced, so I don't have to worry about that. I should have thought about seeing about uh, finding the already chopped celery. Now, the disadvantage, of course, is taking some of these shortcuts that can be more expensive, but depending on how often you use them, that they may or may not matter. I could have used, like, sliced carrots, but... Uh, um, but you didn't. But I did not. So, um, if you're going to do it the regular way, it calls for one medium yellow onion, two carrots peeled and cut, two stalks celery chopped, kosher salt, freshly ground black pepper, three cloves garlic minced, and a fourth cup of tomato paste, which uh, we do not have, I, at least in this household, because we don't use tomato paste. Uh, the beef broth, we'll talk about that in a minute. It does call for a cup of red wine, and uh, like I said, I don't cook with alcohol or do anything with it, so we're going to eliminate that from... don't even have from... it in the house. Exactly, so I think the stew will be just fine without it, but you can use it if you so desire. And you should now be able to hear the sizzling. Yep. 
so that means the beef is cooking. And then we do need a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce, thyme leaves, two bay leaves, and these bay leaves and thymes are, are kind of optional. Um, a pound of baby potatoes, and a, for a cup of frozen peas, which I am also eliminating from this recipe, but... Uh, and you can use parsley for garnish. Or as one of the herbs you throw in if you drive the car, do that. Yep. All right. So the one thing it actually does not tell us is when to add in the garlic, but uh, Oh, no, we do have the garlic in the... Okay, very good. Duh. Alright. So, while the beef is cooking, I'm first of all going to get a spoon and uh, give it a stir. And probably turn it down to medium to give yourself time to sort of the Yep. Alright. Make sure this pot is centered on the burner. Okay. That'd be a useful invention is a thing that can just magnetically seal a pot onto a uh, burner and leave it in place until you manually unlock uh, it. I guess maybe the one concern could be fire safety, but... So, our shortcut for the carrots is going to be baby carrots. And these are nice little uh, things because you can just chop them right away. You don't have to peel them, cut them, anything like that. And they are very easy to cut. And uh, Colby had mentioned that she left her carrots whole in the stew, but they probably would have done better chopped. And I do agree with that. They would have done better. Um, I think I the idea of leaving well. the Yep. Probably the reason why you might, she might have had to leave them whole originally is because it might make the rabbit feel better, you know, thinking that it has no, the carrot it can eat. people just kind of assume that you want, like, large things of veggies, um, but they cook better if you make them a bit smaller. Yep, oh, okay, so it wasn't for the comfort of the rabbit. I'm pretty sure that once you put it in a stew, the rabbit's comfort is not really an option anymore. It, probably not. That, that is true. I don't know about All you, but right. I wouldn't be very comfortable in a pot. No, I, I, I would not be myself. Alright, so I'm just taking some carrots out of the bag. I got them on a cutting board, and then we're just going to chop to make them into nice little small circles. And I'm just holding the carrot with my finger, and then just chopping... And uh, so it's very easy to do with the uh, baby carrots. And you can make them into big circles, small circles, whatever medium you circles. want. Yep, medium circles. Medium to small circles, medium to big circles. Or cut them in slightly different ways and they won't actually be circles. They'll just be chunks of carrot. Yep. So, um, but the idea is you want them small enough that they're going to cook easily, so. 
the one shortcut I was hoping to take today was uh, the baby potatoes, but I was not able to find them, so we're going to cut up big potatoes, but uh, we'll have plenty of time for that while the stew is uh, simmering because we don't add in the potatoes till uh, much later. And on that note, now's a good time for anybody with questions on what we have done so far. So definitely raise your hand in either platform and we will get to you. And so, Sheila, do we have anybody? You do, Abraham. Oh, my, I was wondering where He's you back. got to. We missed you last week. We, we thought you only came to my baking recipes, so. You're muted, Abraham. Uh, Abraham. Okay, well, we'll Abraham. go to Doug. Doug, go ahead. Hey, DJ. No, it's not DJ. It's the other, I think, I think it's the other Doug. Um, oh, okay. There okay, you go. yes. Um, my question is, as, as a totally blind person, what techniques do you use to ensure that the stew meat is cooked on all of its sides? Uh, very good question. So first of all, the recipe we know calls for about 10 minutes. I'll probably, t mine will probably take a little bit longer, but several things. One, that's why I do like to add in a lot of extra oil because it's going to cook that much more efficiently. And then two, the texture is going to feel a certain way and it's, uh, it's going to feel more solid. So that's some ways you're going to know. And then honestly, for me at least, sometimes just by feel. And the easiest way is, you know, you can get a fork in there, take out a piece and sample it and that, that'll tell you, or even sometimes just by feel. And that's how I can usually tell that the uh, stew meat is cooked all the way through. And also keep in mind though that it's going to cook a little bit more. Another option you could do, though you would not, um, generate grease or whatever is you could always heat it up in the oven instead if you felt more confident doing it that way and um, I'm thinking probably about 20 minutes and then you could just use the olive oil to heat up your veggies and stuff instead and um, that might would be another way that uh, you can tell and the smell is kind of going to give things away too to a point, also but um, you're actually cooking it, move it around a bit so that it, so it, it it'll turn itself over as you move it around. Yep. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, Abraham, you're able to get unmuted. All right, Cheryl. I have moved from Clubhouse to my computer. I have a personal assistant with me, and we both can't keep up with you guys, but we're trying. And I was wondering, I've got my stew meat in the pan. How much olive oil do I just guess at it? You just guess at it. But okay. I do enough to where I can see that it'll cover the meat. Cover the meat. Okay, that's no um, problem. 
and I stir it to chop it up, right? Well, so I got the pre-cooked stew meat, so it's already chopped up. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but otherwise, you'll need to chop it up ahead of time before you put it in the pan. Or I guess you could fry it as one chunk. Depending on the cut of beef, you could fry it as, like, if it's a steak, you could cook it whole and then... And then chop it up, cut it. Chop it up afterwards. Uh-huh. But... Okay, then on the veggies, I got uh, whole, uh, I got them, they're all like normal in a packet of baby carrots. So I need to cut those up, right? Yes. Uh, that I, Yes. That's what I had in mind when I asked you all about doing things ahead of time. That's what my questions were. Yeah, so, well, Kirby's actually doing that right now. Cutting the veggies up? Yes. Okay. Okay, well, I may end up doing that uh, when I leave you all, but anyway, the phones in the other room, my, my assistant's listening to it on there, but I had an easier time finding the mute buttons on the computer. So anyway, so I need to just cut the onions and the, and the carrots and the celery if need. Uh, what you're essentially going to do is just put it all in the pot. Basically, yes. you cut it all up and put it all in the pot. Yeah, so on the potato... No, recommends to the potatoes are going to cook in last, and um, so this is where it's a good idea to uh, keep listening, because what we're going to do is we're going to put the onions, carrots, and celery in the pot. We're going to put the beef on a plate, and then um, put, we're going to add... A, what? I've already put the beef in the pot. Yeah, I yes, know, but, but after it's done beef. browning. After you brown the beef... Then you will be cooking the veggies while the beef stays out of the way. And then we'll be adding back in the beef. Yes. Okay. So, so how keep, do you get the beef out of the pot without dumping out the olive oil? Well, keep listening and you you can find out. Okay, thank you. Yep. This is probably, the recipe could have explained itself better. This is probably why they recommended the vegetable oil and the olive oil. I will just... What I'm going to do, though, because is, uh, and I think this will prove to be the easiest, is I'm going to use a sieve, which will drain out the olive oil. I could actually drain it out back into the pot. Actually, well, I couldn't, but um, what I'm going to do is uh, use a sieve, and then I'm just going to add in some more olive oil to the pot, and then in the veggies, and that I will be the easiest way well, to go about that. Veggies are not going to need as much oil as the meat much. did anyway. No. And the pot's still going to have some residue of your of the olive oil. Exactly. So there's probably going to be enough for the veggies because the veggies are only going to need a little. They only need a small amount. So what do you do to drain the the beef? Well, what type keep, of li device? keep listening, and it, okay, Herbie hasn't gotten to that part yet. Okay. Okay, so. Diane. All right, Diane. And hello to Cheryl's personal assistant, by the way. I'm glad that uh, you're getting a chance to listen to this as well. All right, go ahead, Diane. Okay. Um, you know, you were talking about cut meat, and I think I read somewhere several years ago that um, it's easier to cut meat um, that's frozen, and um, I, I wondered how you felt about that. I disagree, as for, at I least from a blind person's well. perspective. Um, I nearly chopped my finger off once by cutting frozen chicken because I could not feel 
I, 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 my, the chicken was so frozen that I could not feel my finger and where I was putting the knife in relation to the yeah. finger, and I just... Ah. You also have to cut it. through the iciness as well. Yeah. I mean, as an example, a block of tofu you can usually cut through with a butter knife, but I actually still have a, I have a small scar on my finger from when I tried to cut a frozen block with a shot, with a proper knife because the other one wouldn't go through. Ah. So, okay. definitely no. <laughs> okay. No. <Thanks>. Yeah. <laughs> I probably should turn the meat down to medium to cook. All right, well, I, I got it. Yep. All right, and yes, I do recommend, though, the meat being on medium. So all we've done so far, guys, is I put the stew meat in the pot, and I've been cooking it and stirring it and just cutting the carrots. So uh, I've not done anything beyond that. I need to go. I still need to chop up the celery. I've been monitoring the beef. Once I stirred it in more, then it kind of, like, did a lot less sizzling. So... That's how I can also tell it's done. I can just kind of, this this part is a little bit of guesswork with the spoon, by the way, too, but I can tell that it feels solid. I can now scoop up a piece with the spoon and um, let it cool down a bit, and then I can sample it, where I can feel it. It feels like it's almost done. And, uh... Okay, that's all your hands for now. Thanks, Sheila. Mm-hmm. So as you can hear, I avoided talking with my mouth full. So. Yeah, he learned. Good boy. I know. Okay, I can tell it needs steam just by it feels a taste of slightly bit rubbery, so I think a few more minutes wouldn't hurt it. And it's on medium anyway. So now let's get out the celery. I originally didn't think I'd be using the celery because Chanel is uh, actually somewhat allergic to celery, but she said go ahead, so... We're going to do that. All right, these. It says for two stalks of celery. These stalks are so small that I think we're going to do three. And, uh. Oof, maybe even four. Because these are like tiny stalks of celery. I should have done the celery shopping from HEB rather than Walmart. Ribs. But, uh, ribs, yes. Because although they're saying stalks, people inaccurately mention that. Stalk is actually right, the whole so, thing. Yep. Okay, so the stalk, or the, I'm taking, each stalk has like the little leaves on one side. We don't need those, so I'm taking them off. And the wide part on the other side, I'm also taking that off. And, uh... You know, we keep mentioning rabbits, but if you have a rabbit, you know, you can give them those parts, I think, of the celery. Um, if you don't want to stew them, that is. Oh, actually, you, you have to that? be careful giving rabbit to celery, because where it's stringy, um, it, they can get it tangled in their throats and stuff, so. Okay. So, now, because this is store-bought celery and not like pre-packaged. I'm washing off the stalks and we're going to 
put it on the cutting board here and uh, except there's this uh, extra piece of carrot that did not get cut and now we're just going to chop 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 so I'm just putting my finger at the end of the celery moving the knife a little bit forward from it and just chopping it I'm doing like very small pieces because that's what I want to do but you can do as big or as small as you want but you do want to do something that is edible and uh, so we're just getting through one uh, thing of celery here and uh, but no I definitely whether it's meat or anything because like you know Tori's example is tofu but I do not recommend cutting anything frozen I mean if you're cutting something in half and that's one time thing that's fine and maybe if you're sighted even then I still don't know that it would be a good idea because uh, no, you know I, I wouldn't recommend it even for sighted people because it's really it's harder to cut through frozen stuff in general and it's really easy for your hands to get numb and to slip yep i would suggest if you don't like dealing with raw meat you can always like i said cook the meat first in some cases and then cut it depending on the recipe or get it pre-cut like we did in the case of the stew meat if it's chicken you know there's always like pre-cooked chicken you can get so there are better ways around it than cutting things from a frozen state so okay so Kirby Abraham to... has his hand raised again I think he's finally figured out how to unmute would you like to take it all right let's take it let's take it Hi. Abraham? Go there you go you yep. there you are okay um, my head it doesn't like a webinar so once I come from um, ACB Presents, um, I don't know why, it just comes up. Anyway, um, I couldn't make it last week because of the power outage we had here at the time. And I had a, a question, um, wouldn't it be easier to cut your celery with um, scissors? I've never tried scissors for celery. Tori, did you have any opinion on it's that? It's not really easier unless you're somebody who's not very good with a knife. If you're not very good with a knife, then yes, you can definitely cut your celery with scissors, but it's, it's and, not really uh, necessarily you're doing, easier. You're doing one um, stalk at a time, right? Yes. Okay. One rib at a time. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. So I'm glad it was. I, th I thought you just didn't love us or you only came to the baking calls because, you know, I was anticipating last week, first race hand. Oh, that's going to be Abraham. And uh, I was wrong. Yeah, we and missed so. you. We did. Um, somebody even cried because he weren't here. I won't say who, but it, it was him. Actually, nobody. <laughs> Well, no. I knew it, was right. it had to be you because it certainly wasn't me. <laughs> oh, wasn't you? You're not going to cry because it's no, Abraham. One of our no, loyal I mean, subjects. I, I, I mean, I, uh, I mean, I missed him and everything, but I'm not going to cry about it. Okay. Well, I was just trying to make him feel special. That's all. Anyway, do we have any other raised hands? Either. 
No raised hands over here in the clubhouse at this time. All right. No, sir. Not in. Do we have people? Nope. And, all right, guys. So the meat, I think, is done now. I can just tell by the way it feels. So I'm going to let it cool down a little bit before I drain it. And I want to remind everybody real quick that they're... With the stupid, stupid phone. Ah, so we have somebody who's listening to me through their speaker as well. So uh, I'm glad I'm being heard in multiple places. <laughs> that was rather interesting. Okay, now I've heard of friends in low places, but now I've guessed you've got me in multiple places. So anyway, yeah, your friends in high tech places. All right, so if moderators, my facility moderators can make sure everybody is either muted or moved back to the audience. And, um, and if Kirby, if I, could, if I could say this, when I mute you and you have background noise, please don't unmute. Yes. Thank and you. And Cheryl, Thank you. Cheryl Thank you. has her hand raised. All right, Cheryl. So if you do have your hand raised, wait till we call on your name and then unmute, especially it if you have background noise like she It was. wasn't her. It wasn't her. Okay, okay. Is, uh, Regard, I wasn't trying to sing up. She, she's muted. Okay. She I, 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 I'm not, I, I'm not looking at my Herbie, screen, Herbie. guys, so I'm not trying to... Okay. Yes. Thank you, Herbie. Under All control. Right. <laughs> Cheryl, she go was ahead. an excellent host, by the way. So. All right, go ahead. Cheryl, unmute. Ahead, okay, Cheryl. can y'all hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes. Okay, my question now is uh, how many ribs of celery are you putting in? I'm putting in four, but that's because these this stock that I got from Walmart was like this, I'd call it more like a mini stock. So, it, But a lot of this is, again, going to depend, of course, on your personal preference. The recipe okay. technically calls for two stalks of celery so you can interpret that as actual two stalks of celery or two celery ribs um if i'd have had the full amount if this had been like larger celery i would have just used two mice but because these uh, ribs were just not the greatest size to begin with basically it depends how much celery you want in your stew it does okay and that's another thing to keep them baby carrots how many of that it calls for Yep. Technically, the recipe calls for one pound. So remember the, uh, well, okay, the recipe calls for two carrots. So um, whatever you feel like the equivalent of two carrots is, basically. Okay. And I, one thing I want to stress, though, guys, and this is one of the reasons why I love cooking over baking, is cooking is a lot more to do with personal preference. It's not is always precise as baking has to be. Yeah, and baking, so, making adjustments, you need to know what you're doing. Yep. Cooking, there's a lot more room for, okay, what is uh, your personal preference? So, you know, maybe you want extra onion. Maybe you want to, you know, go heavier on the garlic than a recipe calls for. And sometimes you have that flexibility with baking, too, to a point. But They're all I just want to mention that, too. Yep. 
the results will be a lot more different if you're doing it for baking than they would be for um, the actual cooking. So we're going to get the uh, beef drained now, and then we're going to put it on a plate and set it aside. So I'm going to take out a strainer, which I have done, and then take my pot. The disadvantage with this particular pot, it doesn't have a nice side handle. It has handles on both sides. But uh, we're just going to pour the pot into the strainer. And I'm actually just going to let it sit in the strainer. I don't even need to worry about a plate. Because it's perfectly happy in there. It's not going to run away on me or anything. Okay, so I'm just pouring. I've got, kind of got the pot centered over the strainer. And so now we're just pouring. And I'm going to put the pot back on the stove and use this opportunity to make sure it's centered. I'm going to next get my strainer and just kind of shake off the grease a little bit. And um, this is kind of falling through and I'm shaking this over the sink. And I could, this is what I meant by the shaking, I could actually do this so I can shake off the excess grease back over the pot that I just got done using. So I've already added in some olive oil and um, So now that I've done that, we're going to go to our cutting board and I'm going to, excuse me. Now that we've done that, I'm going to get the cutting board stuff and put it in the pot. So I'm putting carrots, celery in the pot right now, and then I will go grab my uh, onions. And uh, we'll add in a little bit more olive oil because it's a tiny bit got in the pan, but um, so I started shaking it out over the sink and then I remembered that I was going to try to shake it over the pot so the excess would go back in there. And so the idea is to fry these until they are soft. So just a tad bit more olive oil. Bear in mind that your pan's going to be hot from having been used for the meat, so it's going to be, be quicker yep. than it would otherwise. Yep. Now one thing I did, though, that did start the pan cooling down a little bit quicker is I moved it to a separate burner that was not in use before, uh, while, it was cooling, while I was still chopping stuff, but... Uh, gotta make sure the meat's cooked. Okay. So, what I've got 
getting out now is a container of minced onions, and I got a bot ranch bottle falling on the floor that will not do. And um, so these are already chopped up, so I don't have to worry about the onion peel or anything like that. That didn't appeal to you? No. And I'm going to, this container just has a nice little lid with a thing that I lift up. And then I pour directly over the pot. And then I can use my hands to make sure the rest is out. And now we can restart the stove again. And we're going to let the this cook for five minutes. Now, one other thing I do want to mention, guys, is it's been a long time since I last made a beef stew. And in fact, I didn't make it all myself the last time. It was uh, with me and my uh, ex-girlfriend. Well, she wasn't my ex at the time, but uh, so uh, this is actually my first time making it. And when we made it, it was actually a crock pot recipe. So was a little bit different and uh, oh wow we are definitely eating up time here okay eating up time on a cooking call yep eating up time on the cooking call and uh, that's appropriate that is appropriate. So you can hear the pot sizzling. And so does anybody have any questions while that's happening? You do. Doug? Hey, Doug. Doug! You're muted, Doug. All right. Cheryl, go ahead. Unmute. I wanted to make a comment while ago, y'all were talking about knives. I, I have a fear of knives, and what I usually do is I measure the width, usually of what I want to cut, like for instance, celery or carrots, and then I put my hand on the top of the knife once I've kind of measured the width, so I can. Uh, does that make sense? It does. Thank you for the mm -hmm. suggestion and tip. And y'all did say something while ago that sounded very interesting. I didn't quite get it. On the cutting. Okay, this is Doug. I finally got. Hang on, Doug. Oh, hold on. All they're, right. They're answering the right. question. Hang tight. Um, which thing? The thing about the scissors or the thing about the frozen stuff? It was the it was the stuff about frozen stuff, and Herbie said something about the way he cut. It was safe. Um. Well, what he says is that he uses his fingers and he's very aware of where his fingers are. Um, yeah. and, what we was, and what we were saying about the frozen stuff is um, that you don't want to be cutting frozen stuff if you can help it because it's a lot more difficult and your fingers will potentially go numb and that's not safe. 
Right. No. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Because you need to have. You're welcome. Okay. I, you know, I, as, a, as a blind cook, I am fully tactile. And we'll get to you in just a second, Doug. I haven't forgotten about you, I promise. Um, but I like to be fully tactile. And yes, sometimes that has meant I've burnt myself, or I've probably burnt myself more than I've cut myself. In fact, though I've, most of my burning has really been more thanks to water vapor, but uh, some of you may remember that cooking call incident. Um, but so you want to have all your extremities working if you possibly can. I realize that you know everybody has different conditions, so but uh, you, you definitely want to be able to feel your fingers. And so, what I do is like I put the knife well, I'll use my fingers as a guide and put the knife in between that spot where my fingers are. And so, that's why you need to be able to feel where I am cutting. All right, thank you for the, that question, Cheryl. Doug. Thank you. Um, getting back to uh, onions, if you did have to chop them, I'm wondering in your experience, is it true if you take an onion and put it in the freezer for about a half an hour that it makes it less odiferous when you do chop it? And then the other thing that I've also heard and tried is that in order to get the onion smell off your hands, if you wipe them on like the side of your metal sink or stainless steel sink, supposedly that is to help. What are your thoughts and experiences with those two? Thank you. The freezer thing, no, it doesn't really make much difference. Although, um, putting the bits of onion that you're currently not cutting that once you've removed the peel in a bowl of water does help a little. Um, but I've not found that the freezer thing helps. And the, the rubbing your hands on the stainless steel thing, that can help a little, but not drastically. Thank you. All right. So now that uh, that's happening, the, the uh, things are... Um, so the way this recipe is going to work by it, guys, is we will not be done in time for the call to finish. I should have actually thought about making this one two hours. I didn't even think, but, uh, oh well. Like I said, I, this is the first time making beef stew, so. Um, we're going to let this soften up, and then we're going to add in salt and pepper and then the garlic. And let that cook. Uh, do we have any other questions? Heidi. Hey, Heidi. Heidi. Hello. Um, on one of the other cooking calls that I have gone on, they said that if you want to keep the odor down and um, keep your onion more intact, do not cut the root portion of your onion until last. I haven't found right. that that makes any difference personally, but... I haven't tried it, but I figured I'd pass the tip. Well, thanks for the tip. Oh, I Nick said he has, and it does make a big difference. Well, it didn't for my onion. Maybe mine was just an extra smelly onion. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Heidi and Nick. 
I guess the only way to know is to get two onions, cut one, do one way without the root and the other one with, and see if you notice a difference between the two. Yeah. So. Okay, and you have one more. Cheryl? Hi, Cheryl. Cheryl. Okay, how much garlic do you put in? How much garlic do you like? So it's one's choice? Yes. Do you measure it by the teaspoon or what? So this one, I have the, I'll be talking about the garlic in just a minute, so hang tight for that one. Okay, it's just a jar of minced garlic. Okay. Well, with the, so the recipe technically calls for two to three um, garlic cloves, so you'll just have, if you're going to use the mint gar jar of minced garlic, then um, you'll have to use whatever measurement you want. I will tell you that I do not like the jarred stuff. I've tried it, and... Mm, mm. Uh, if you've got the jarred stuff, um, then you then it would probably be that they're asking for about a teaspoon of that um, for the like two to three cloves. Um, but if you like a lot of garlic, add a bit more. If you don't, add a bit less. It's up to you. Um, yep. On on the uh, clove of garlic, you know where you cut off the the little pieces is each piece denoted as a garlic clove yes the yes. whole thing is a bulb the whole thing is called a bulk you said a bulb bulb b-u-l-b yes yes but but the individual things that you take the wrapping off of those are called cloves yeah the little segments yes. of cloves yes okay thank you Alright, so now we're going to add in some salt and pepper. Now one thing I do with the garlic is I don't actually buy the bulb, but I don't buy the uh, jarred stuff either. Instead, I get already peeled garlic that comes in a bag. And believe me, that is a lot easier to work with than the uh, peeled stuff because you don't have the peeling and stuff. You just have the nice little garlic cloves all ready for you to go, and you just uh, mince, and you mince, and you mince. Okay, so now I've added in salt and pepper. Now let's go get our uh, garlic. Probably, I might actually have to try, you know, I, I, you know in this house we don't really do much with tomatoes. I'm, Probably should have done the tomato paste anyway, just because I think it acts as like a thickening agent, and that might have helped with the. Well, uh, because you're gonna have the broth, it's not gonna make much difference. That's kind of what I thought. All right, now where did especially my garlic since you're go? Especially since you're leaving out the wine. So. Right. All right, so there's my garlic. And so this comes in a nice little Ziploc bag. If you get it from Amazon Fresh, it actually comes in these vacuum sealed packages. But I actually, so I like the Walmart experience better. I realize the Amazon one is probably a bit fresher, but you know, since it's getting cooked, it doesn't really matter as long as it's, you know, still good. And so I've got a garlic mincer. This is the type that, uh, my garlic mincer is a little, um, it has two handles. You lift up the one side and you place the garlic into this little shallow dish that has holes. And 
then you um, put in as much as you think it can handle. Really, I could, should probably put in one less, but I put in two or three cloves in here. And now we're going to squeeze over the pot. And because these are already peeled, I can just place in the garlic and um, take out, the, just basically clean out the thing over the uh, pot. And that we, we do need a little bit more garlic for this. So I am doing more than what it calls for, but we happen to like garlic. So. Yeah, but if you just want and it for you, just a bit of flavoring, then just what they call for is fine. Yep, you could also cheat and use garlic powder if you want. It's not quite the same, but it would be an alternative. All right. So now we're going to put the garlic press into the sink. So Cheryl, I just, I, I want to thank you though, because you've given me, given me an idea for a cooking call that I'll put together, but maybe really describing terminology of things, such as what is a bulb of garlic? What is a clove? What is a stalk of celery? Um, or a bunch of celery, things like that. So that might be an interesting thing to do for one of our lecture type series calls. But of course also too, you know, we want you to learn these things as you go along. But I'm going to rethink a little bit just how I describe, because a lot of times when I post the recipe things for the list, it is, uh, you know, verbatim from the recipe. What? When you post them? Well, when I put, well, I post them to the cooking. You okay, post it to the cook's list, but. Who posts them on okay. the list? Yes. You post them on the list, but I post it to uh, the, the thingy form. You know, whatever it is we fill out every week. The facilitator. Form? Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to do that too, I, 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 I thought, hey, one no, last thing for I'm me to good. do. No, I'm good. I just wanted the acknowledgement for the list because you said that when you post them to the list, as in yourself. All right. So I'll post them to the list. You can see about doing the rest of the work. All right, so now we're going to add in the beef back to this uh, stuff. We're going to stir that in and then we will add in the uh, beef uh, broth. And I'm going to, I think I actually do have some time that we can put in. The time leaves, not the... I was going to say, we're running short on that. Mm-hmm. And so going back to Doug's question about the meat being cooked and stuff too, I mean, it's 
gonna cook through some more anyway so I mean you still want to cook as much as possible but it's not the end of the world like if you don't have it fully cooked because it's gonna cook more just being put in with the veggies you're at least giving it another minute or so so next we want my beef broth which I have here so this calls for six cups of beef broth which is you may could have just as easily said family size because that way you don't have to waste time asking your devices how much is the six cups when you're looking yeah, at what to buy from the store but it depends where you get it to whether, what size family size is though fair enough well this family size is what 40 ounces 48 ounces i think anyway it's a big carton and uh, so the first thing we've got to do is open it and um, there's a little lid thing that we pull up and there's a seal inside that we have to peel away and uh, since we have just the one container to have to worry about we don't need to worry about any measuring cups ah it's spilling though but now we're just going to pour it all into the pot slowly so that you don't get splashed with hot oil yep well, this is a pretty deep pot though too which also helps but uh, yes but you know okay need to bear in mind yes and the other reason that they mention the amount you need rather than just saying a family-sized carton is that some people might make their own broth and therefore they wouldn't actually be buying a family-sized carton. Well, that's no fun. I mean, that's doing extra work. Oh, I, I'm, not dis that? I'm not disputing that you're valid in getting the carton. I'm just saying that that's why. They think about people yes. who for some reason want to do more work than they have to. Ah, that, that, that makes sense. And I just got the regular beef broth. There are low-sodium ones you can get as well. If uh, you prefer that uh, type of thing. Uh, but uh, I'm going to now stir this all together. Now, do I have time? As in the time leaves, not the... Oh, I got some red pepper flakes. That would be good, but uh, spicy. No, uh, I don't think, don't think that um, red pepper is a good idea. And I definitely don't think nutmeg's a good idea. No. No. I, I, I would agree with you on that. Oh, no. isn't it nutmeg uh, in your house? Yes, it's nutmeg. So... I don't know, since we don't know what Upmeg is, maybe it would work. I mean, <laughs> Let's not try cause... it, huh? Nope. Okay, there's time. So, um, uh, the late, great Jim Coach, he wrote about time in a bottle. And uh, I don't know why, because we do have time in a bottle. Well, maybe he just needed some for his recipe, and that's what he's really singing about. M maybe. So we're just going to sprinkle that into this and um, the uh, time has a cylinder of like the little hole thingies. So 
just kind of uh, sprinkling quite a bit in there. Then we will stir it up. And I think we let this cook for about 45 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Covered, let's go check the recipe real quick. And if we do have raised hands, we will get to you guys in just oh. a couple minutes. So At some point, you need to get the potatoes in there. I do, but the recipe said to do that for the last 15 minutes. Oh, okay, I would put them in sooner than that, but okay. Okay, so bring to a boil and reduce. So it says 30 to 45 minutes, depending on when the beef is tender. Add potatoes and simmer. Okay, so what we are actually supposed to do is bring this to a boil first and then let it simmer. So I'm bringing this up to a boil. Then we're going to bring it to a simmer, which is about low. And then we're going to cover it. It says to add salt and pepper, but we already did that to the veggies, so I think that's a little bit overkill. Mm-hmm. So I have brought the pot to a boil. And while he's doing that, just bear in mind, people, you can do a meat-free version of this just by substituting the beef for mushrooms and using a veggie broth instead. Yep. So that's really the only adaptation you need to make. Um, if you don't want salt contents, of course, you can get low-sodium broths or make your own. We did t teach you how to make soup on this call, and that did include broth, so you can do it. Mm -hmm. If uh, you're, if you want, and with that, do we have any questions on either side? Abraham, I um, I, what's the difference between a stock and a bra? The thickness, Easy. really. Okay, um, and then I just wanted to add to you guys jokes if um. You get time in a bottle and you pour it out. Does that mean you get, uh, is that how you get hourglasses? <laughs> well, I just wonder if you pour the time out of the bottle, does this mean you're out of time? But, uh... Well, we will be if you keep cracking jokes. We will be. Well, I'll just put, the, we'll see how many of you know your Hall of Notes, but I'll just put mention this real quick. If you guys, if you cut something frozen and you have numb fingers and then it recalls for time. So let's say you do frozen beef and uh, you cut it and uh, your fingers are numb and then you pour out the time, you know, you could be out of touch and out of time. So, uh, all right. Oh. Um, anyway. Did you say there were any more we hands, Sheila? Yes. Cheryl, she go didn't. ahead. Oh, Cheryl. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. On the, um, tomato paste uh do how much of it do we use the whole can of it so it just calls for a fourth cup 
you could probably use more if you want. That would just depend on how tomato-y you want it. Okay. I think it really I, matters for the thickness. Because of it being tomato paste, you don't want to um, really do the whole cup. It would be quite um, um, strong. Yes, okay. And also, uh, so it's a fourth of a cup is what it calls for. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Also, on the, beef, on the beef broth, do you did you do the pour in the whole container or how much did you pour in? I poured in the whole container because okay. that equaled six cups anyway. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. So is, you gave a link on the community thing uh, to Dropbox. Is this recipe already available in Dropbox? Not yet. It will be after the call. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yep. Um, I do that because an incentive because I want people to listen to the call first. And then they can get the recipe. So. Yeah. Okay. Do we have anybody else? No, sir. Not in Zoom. Nobody in Clubhouse. I mean, there are people All here, right, but maybe. nobody is asking your questions. <laughs> well, Lisa, right. there are high Clubhouse people. High Clubhouse people. So I just want to remind everybody that one of the benefits of being in Clubhouse is, first of all, if you have to come in on a mobile device, you don't have to go uh, searching through, and I'm going to bring this down to a simmer, you don't have to go searching through the headings and whatnot. You can just find the event right there if you're following the ACB Club. But also, another advantage uh, thing with Clubhouse is you do get replays of many of the events that are broadcast into Clubhouse, including this one. So you don't have to wait for it to be podcasted or uploaded to YouTube. You do get the unedited version. So uh, that is an advantage and disadvantage. Again. I mean, I enjoy exactly. it. Yep. And those replays, by the way, you can also share the uh, link to your friends and enemies and frenemies. Hey, Google, set timer for 30 minutes. So we'll check on this after 30 minutes. So uh, do not forget the power of Clubhouse, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, for all you facilitators out there that are listening, and if you have your events in Clubhouse too, make sure if uh, it's a, your event has replays on that you remind your listeners of that too. And uh, it's one of the most underappreciated tools, I think, of uh, the benefits of Clubhouse. And a large all right. of the ACB events do tend to have replays. Yep. Um... So there you go. And uh, one of those events that do have replays, why? It's uh, none other than our uh, ACB's very own recipe swap, which happens to be ran by our host, Sheila, who uh, you'll find every other Wednesday. And the uh, next time it's going to be recipes for Mardi Gras. So if you have recipes for that, get those ready. And if you want more food, well, this uh, her call is not on Clubhouse, but you can catch Desi every Friday morning with Desi's Diner at uh, 10. And uh, for completely calorie yeah. and allergen free food. Uh, actually, Herbie, it's at 11 Eastern time, so let's not confuse folks. <laughs> oh, well, that. <laughs> Are we still picky, confusing picky, people. Picky. Stop confusing people by giving them your time. Well, I'm the facilitator, so it's my time if I say so, isn't it? But anyway, but but I'm also a facilitator, and from my time, it's at four. So, well, 
Let's just stick no, to the really Fair enough. ACP. But reality, you guys, is if you have the emails anyway, you'll get the proper times from them. So pay attention um, to them. But not if you're, <laughs> yeah. But if you're in the UK, it'll be in the afternoon. If you're over here, it'll be in the morning. So we technically you're a co-facilitator, so you know. No. Anyway, all right. Technically, mm -hmm. do you want to do you want to organize your own schedule of uh, upcoming calls? Uh, well, if everybody keeps backing out, then it won't be a schedule for me to organize. No, will there? Um, but no, I'll, I'll let you do it. <laughs> oh, it's the truth. This is why people come to me about their calls. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, okay. everything is suddenly something choppy on my end. Okay, you um, doing a great job. I noticed. Yeah. All right, the Tor, Tor does a uh, job, guys. Oh, I forgot the Worcestershire sauce. Oh well. Oh well. Let's go find that. You can box, go and add it, it now. You can also, yep. um, if you don't ha have Worcestershire sauce for any reason, either not use it or substitute with a bit of soy sauce. Very good. Very good. Now, I think this is my Worcestershire sauce. Let's see here. So this is what the scanner is for, it'll tell us. Flavor, but technically that would work too. Uh, that, that, yeah, it would. Alright. But I do know I actually do have some actual authentic Worcestershire. It's in the fridge, that's why I'm not finding it. But. Ah, uh, here we go. I can tell just by how it uh, smells. And so we're going to. Actually, there's not much left in this bottle anyway, so we'll just pour some in. Whoa! That was a little bit more than I intended, but uh, okay. But it'll get... It'll infuse uh, the flavors. Exactly. Um, so, uh, next week, speaking of our cooking call schedule, what do we have for them next week? Uh, hopefully, we have Belinda next week. Ah, oh, yes, that's right. Belinda, and she will be making for us her dill soup. So, uh, I will, uh, we'll get with that. And, um, and then now I've actually, we, we, we got to figure out something for the following week. Well, we were I originally going to have Deb. What? It's okay. I, I fixed it. You need to check your messages. Um, okay. Because I'm being told what to do, guys. So okay. Well. Yeah. 
well, you see, the thing is, I had a request from your wife before that I was going to wait till April because we didn't have a slot, but I've pulled it forward. Oh, actually, it's funny. I was thinking of the same thing. So, uh, with the uh, flatbread, correct? Uh, close. The other one. Oh, the uh, focaccia bread. The shortbread. The shortbread. Oh, okay. Well, I knew it was some kind of bread. Yes. All right. So, yeah, we can do the short. I think we'll 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 do the shortbread then. That's fine. Uh, see, guys, uh, that's why I have Tori on as my scheduler. I don't have to think. I don't have to feel. I can just do as I'm told, and things run smoothly. So we're going to do the shortbread and then you can have a whole month of, of um, actual cooking themed things through March. And then we'll do the flatbread at the beginning of April. All right. Sounds good. All right. So let's briefly talk about the potatoes. And uh, it, ideally what you should, I was hoping to have baby potatoes because those would be easy enough to cut in half. And uh, that's what you want to do. But we are just going to slice regular potatoes and I will just kind of cut them into like small uh, like chunks and um, I for potatoes I like to use really like kind of like a paring knife as the I think that's what it is it's a it has a flat blade so it's not serrated and it just treats like you're cutting the potatoes with a butter knife and it really uh, cuts through them nicely. I am using red potatoes and because uh, these are a little bit easier to work with. They are a little bit more healthier and they're more the ideal type for boiling though. You can use the baking potatoes if you prefer but they will have a slightly different texture I think than the uh, red potatoes yeah. would. But it's whatever your preferred potato is, really. Or if you end up getting your potatoes substituted in your groceries, whatever kind of potatoes I gave you. Mm-hmm. So I'd forgotten to put away these carrots. I'm doing that right now. Oh, crap. Well, there goes the rest of that Worcestershire sauce, whatever. Oh, that's a bad word. Okay. Well. They used to be called, but to be fair, you know, I mean, you get caught by surprise. There are worse words. Yeah, there are worse words. There are. Well... The good thing is, is at least for the podcasts and whatnot, you know, these calls get edited, so uh, it, the editors will decide if uh, that word gets added on to the, uh, it, it may get taken out, so. But if you listen to the archive via the stream or a Clubhouse replay, you will get my uh, colorful language, so that... Unfortunately, you know, with a call like this, it's one thing when you're sitting there in front of a computer facilitating, when you're doing stuff in the kitchen, unfortunately things can catch you by surprise at times, and not always in a good way. 
This and, is why uh, we should make a habit of not using those kinds of words, because then if we don't use those kind of words in the first place, we won't be saying them when we call by surprise. Yes, ma'am. Um, okay, so first of all, what time, T-I-M-E, is it? It's 15 after. All right. I was going to originally ask how much time do we have, but, you know, that could have been interpreted. And by the way, guys, if you want to know more about words... I don't either. But if you want to know more about words like time and time, well, why not check out the Helpful Hints with Homophones call? It is a call done by uh, Mary Helped. It's today at 3 p.m. Eastern. See? Hey, he learns. Yeah, see, I'm doing my part, so you all can do your part by coming to the call and supporting her. She does an excellent job, and I'm not being paid to say this. I'm not in any way facilitating or hosting the call. I'm just a regular participant, but uh, she does a fabulous job with the call. She gives sentences. There's a lot of uh, audience participation, and it's done in an orderly fashion, so... Glad you said to that. And uh, oh well. Okay, so I think this is about a pound of potatoes. I'm just guessing. Um, Herbie, do you want to take the two hands you have? have? I do. I did not know I had hands. So actually, yeah. let's take them. Diane, go ahead. Diane, you're muted. I know you like to ask if we can hear you, but we can finally hear you. There you go. There you go. I had so much trouble with Clubhouse this morning trying to unmute that I found out. Anyway, did you have a question, Diane? Yes, I do. Um, Or a comment, maybe. Um, I'm wondering how your, you know, how your gravy comes out. Um, Sometimes when Joe makes his stew, of course, he just put stuff in he doesn't I don't think follow a specific recipe but um, sometimes he has had to add a little cornstarch to his pot you know to, to thicken the uh, gravy up a little bit um, yes. but if, I will if say if I will you're say using you actual gravy then that might be something you might have to do but also it depends how thick you want your stew yeah the um the thing I was going to say about it, though, was that you have to be careful because if you don't stir it all the way, if you don't stir it thoroughly enough, it'll clump into lumps and be awful. So, you yes. know, be careful if you have to do that. <laughs> That's kind of and what I think the stuff was for. Yeah. I'll probably, and I might add in a little bit of cornstarch towards the end. I won't add it in right now. We'll see how this thing stuff looks. But uh, I was originally thinking flour, but cornstarch might actually be a little bit better. And, uh, but yes, I was thinking about uh, that because we don't have the tomato paste to thicken the stew. Something I and, use that, uh, you di- wouldn't, that you probably wouldn't have, but it's something that I use and it's something to bear in mind, is nutritional yeast which um, it's good for adding some extra vitamins to it, but also it will thicken your broth as well. 
Oh, that's a good idea, though. The problem we'd run into is I don't know if Chanel would let me use it for that because, you know, she likes it for her popcorn, so. Um, well, you'd only need a very, very small amount. She might be willing to let you spare it. Okay. Uh, if you ask right. her nicely. Well, if I ask her nicely, okay. Well, if we uh, like the stew and I uh, get nutritional yeast for popcorn, I will ask her nicely next time. And uh, say, please, 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 please. Right. Hey, Herbie, you've got 10 um, minutes. Cheryl has her hand raised. All right, Cheryl. I, I'm sorry to be asking so many questions, but I'm kind of a beginner cook anyway, beginner to intermediate level. But anyway, uh, you mentioned the carlite uh, cloves coming in a bag already prepared and so forth and so on. What do I need to search for at the grocery store in that regard? So um, Walmart, at least, if uh, you search for garlic cloves, it'll um, you'll just look through the category, like through the different options until it says like already peeled. Um, let's see. So if I bring up the Walmart app here. And different stores might have something a little bit different, but it'll it'll definitely indicate that it's already peeled garlic. Okay, and I and so, I can see what you're saying that it's a good idea to get the already cut onions and the already cut carrots. It saves you time. Saves you time, but yep. there, you do have to bear in mind though that if you get the already prepared stuff, although they are time savers and energy savers, they do not keep quite as well as. Yeah, fresh. I've I've experienced that. Okay, and and, so, uh, and also with the potatoes, do y'all peel take the peeling off or just leave the peeling on? That's a personal choice. I leave the peeling on. Okay. Yeah. I. All right. I leave the peeling on for pretty much anything I do with potatoes. I never peel them. Hated having to learn how to peel them, but uh, I you know the skin has all the nutrients. Also, so at least with Walmart, and I would imagine this would be the case in any other grocery store. So. What I so I searched for garlic cloves, C L O V E S. Hey, there, I don't know if that's a homophone or not, cloves and cloves. It would but, be, uh, anyway, yep. Um, anyway, so what it in Walmart it comes up as like the first thing I saw is like garlic one bulb each, then there's like a sleeve of three bulbs, and then Spice World already peeled garlic six ounce bag. So that's how I know it's the already peeled garlic, and I added some more to the cart because you know we I used quite a bit of it today. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it will actually definitely say indicate that it comes into as a bag. If you use mm -hmm. Amazon Fresh, it's something a little bit different, but um, it's but you'll it find it the same way. It's like already peeled. Uh huh. Yep. Okay, and when uh, y'all peel a potato, and I we I've experienced this with a sweet potato, you can uh, boil it on the stove. And the peeling will come off very easily. Yes, you mm. can. But I, it's not, it's, I mean, I, w I always did peel potatoes because of the fact that um, it was just how I was taught. But it's not necessary to peel a potato. And as Herbie did mention, most of the nutrients are actually in the skin. So it's kind of better if you, if you don't have a problem with eating the peel. It's better uh -huh. if you leave them. But if yep. you do decide to peel the potatoes, is the boiling them in the on the stove probably the best one? Uh, no, I actually. honestly no. Go ahead, Tori. Um, the, your best bet, really, if you're going to peel them, is to just uh, get your peeler and peel them. 
um, because if you do them on the stove, then yes, the peel will slide right off, but they'll also already be cooked, which will cause a problem for you adding them to the stew. Okay. Um, okay um, the other thing I was going to say... All right, I'll get to you in just a second there, Desi, I promise. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, though, Tori, could, if somebody wanted to soften the potatoes first by like, letting them sit in water for a few minutes, that might make it a little bit easier to peel, but not actually boiling them. So um, it, that's it something would, you could try. It would, okay. yeah. It's something they, they could try. I personally find it easier to just grab your potato, grab your peeler, and peel them, but... Um, it's, if that makes it easier for you, then sure, go ahead. But be careful not to cook them for too long. Otherwise, they're going to be all mushy and disgusting when you have them in your stew. Yeah, I understand. Right. Okay, okay so. Debbie. All right. So Chris Rossetti um, is here, and I believe he would like to speak to us. So go ahead and unmute. Chris. And Chris. Hey, good morning from San Francisco. Thank you so much. I was just curious. Do you have a preference of type of potato we in our house? We like the uh, Yukon Gold, but uh, is there a preference that you have? Thank you. Um, so I just picked any uh, you know red potatoes. Sometimes I'm limited to what's available, and uh, I so I, I really don't have a preference myself. For me, it depends what I'm making to what my preference is. Um, and some, sometimes I will just grab whatever potato because I don't have a preference. But like for, for something like a stew, I do like to use like baby or new potatoes because they're just easier. You just roughly chop them and they're done. Um, but uh, I also do like um, to use lo our local potatoes. You like you can get ones that are actually Welsh potatoes. Um, because, you know, supporting local businesses and stuff, and also they do taste good. Okay, thank you so much, and do you deliver to San Francisco? Uh, I'm afraid not. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Well, they should deliver to San Francisco. They could use those little cable cars that climb halfway to the stars. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Um, okay, you have one more hand, and you have five minutes. Heidi. All hey, right. Heidi. Heidi, yes. Take us out. Hello. I did want to let people know, and we do have them, um, for the peelers, you can actually get um, ones that actually hook onto your finger. And me and Nick refer to that as pat the potato, because basically that's all you're doing, and you peel the potato that way. Right. And yeah, I believe they have them at well, Walmart. I and I believe they also have them through, like, Maxi-Aids. Hmm, cool. Thanks, right. But like I said, if you can, uh, if if you're able to, you know, I would encourage everybody to leave the skin on the potatoes and give them a try, and because that's you're, you're going to balance out your starches with a little bit more nutrients anyway that way. So, um, and just then you to don't think have about, to worry about it. It's just fine. Exactly. All right, but guys. So well, that's going to do it. Yes, definitely do wash them. Yes. All right, that's going to do it. My thanks to Sheila and Desi for uh, hosting and moderating. My thanks to uh, Deb for streaming. Thanks to uh, Twinkling Tori for co-facilitating. Thank you to everybody who uh, listens to this, no matter the method. I appreciate every single one of you. And um, Thank you to Herbie for doing will... this in the first place. You're welcome. We'll see if Belinda can make it for us next week to do the dill soup if not then that we will 
Maybe then we'll that's, do the we'll flatbread. The shortbread to that. Flatbread. Okay. Flatbread and shortbread. And uh, hey, we're becoming bread winners. So, um, either way, we will have something on tap for you for next week. So, um, so Excuse I've got me, the stew again. And I wanted to ask you again yes, about make it quick. potato potato pillow. You said you can get them through. You can get it through Maxi Aids and where else? I didn't understand that. Walmart. Walmart. Look for look at Walmart as another alternative. Okay, is that the flat one so, or the one that you just scratch across the potato? When you scratch it across the it's it's one that fits on your finger. You can get a potato peeler pretty much anywhere. It's okay. Just, okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. So what I'm going to be doing is adding the potatoes to this to, for another and let them cook for another 15 minutes. They should uh, really soften up. And uh, we'll have some beef stew, and I will just see how this uh, works out. 